Choices to you. We offer a large variety of restaurants to choose from. Hot food delivered to your home or office. Whether you like Italian, Mexican, Thai, wings or burgers, at Choices to You, we have you covered for lunch or dinner. Choices to You. Visit us online at choicestoyou.com or call 678-691-4541 in North Fulton or 678-765-8989 in Gwinnett. Eat out without going out. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for the Tiffany Crewman Show. The Tiffany Crewman Show is presented by ChoicesToYou.com, the official restaurant delivery service of Business Radio X. Let ChoicesToYou.com bring the restaurant to you. And greetings and salutations, everyone. This is Stephen Julian, and I am here. It is Friday, one o'clock in the afternoon, and I am here in the beautiful Sinesta Hotel. I am here in the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios, and I am here in front of a fantastic lunch delivered by ChoicesToYou.com. And lunch today is from El Encontro, which is located uh, at 9700 Medlock Bridge Road in Johns Creek. They have delivered some fantastic Italian food. And uh, one other little quick shout out about Ellen Contro. Um, they are doing a special here right around Valentine's Day, February 10th to the 14th, Valentine's Day weekend. There's all kinds of special menus and more. There's a mother and son happy hour, a father and daughter happy hour. If you want to find out more about that, check out their website. If you want to get their food delivered to your house, go through choices to you.com because that's what they did for us. Last but not least, I am here with Tiffany Crewmans for the Tiffany Crewman Show. Hey, Tiffany. Hey, Stephen. How you doing? I am doing fantastic. Welcome back to another episode. So excited to be here. So excited uh, about the guest that we have. And uh, before we get to our guest, mm -hmm. I want to have a little conversation with you. Yes. Because uh, our show is all about listening, mm -hmm. learning, and launching. And our community is made up of business owners and, and people who have an idea. Right. Might be some of them. Maybe they haven't launched yet. Mm -hmm. And so they have that idea. They're thinking about what they want to do. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, when mm -hmm. you had your idea, when you've worked with people who have an idea, take us to that very first step. Take us to that very first square. Okay. What do we need to know? What do we need to think about? You know, I think people often jump ahead. Uh, we talk about that all the time, how they they skip forward to renting the office space and buying the new Lexus when they really need to <laughs> take a step back and breathe and think about their idea or their, their business that they're trying to launch. And so what I've done when I've consulted with people after launching my product successfully and multiple others, um, I consult with them and I basically ask them, you know, is this the right product for you? Do you have the connections needed for this? Is this something you're really passionate about? Um, for me, it was a matter of I was diagnosed with cancer, you know, six or three months into starting the process of launching my product. And had I not really been passionate about launching this product and loving kids, I never would have made it. Never would have made it out of the other side. So so you want people to start with thinking. Yes. You, you want them to think through the process, mm -hmm. think through what they're they're going to launch. And so it does start with that passion. And I guess one of the ways to think about that is what's the worst thing that could possibly happen that would derail yes. it? And will I be able to overcome yes. that with just my passion? But Take it a step further from there because mm -hmm. I think people think about it. Of course, I'm passionate. So yeah. now let me go out and sell right. stuff. Um, what else do they need to think through? What 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 are some of the things they need to do mm -hmm. before they even 
have their first sale? Well, I've got a couple examples. There are, excuse me, there are two women that I've been working with on a consulting basis. Well, one is a partner now and one is a, I'm consulting with. Um, and they both, both had product ideas that just made sense in their life. One is a nurse. She came up with a, a bodysuit for babies that opens up and allows access for tube feeding. And I've mentioned her before. It just made perfect sense. She knew the history of, of the need for this product. She knew so much about this industry and it just it made sense. Um, so we kind of went with her. I went down the design. You know, are you going to be able to get this manufactured for the right price? How should it be designed to stand out against your competitors? Um, so it made sense for her. Another one that made sense was uh, Seatsational, a product that I've now partnered with. It is a arena seat cover that basically lets seats stand out in an arena. So you can brand them for whoever the corporate sponsor is at that arena. They could have 30, 40, you know, 200 seats that are covered in their brand and using a space that was never used before. Makes sense. It does. It, it makes total sense. How, um, as you were helping them, what were some of the things they needed to think about before they even got to mm -hmm. production? What were some of the, did they need to go, I guess, did they need to plan all the steps from, mm -hmm. from idea to production? Well, I don't think they could even jump to some of those steps yet. Obviously okay. they have to, Gina at Seasational, she was able to look at the fact that she had a marketing degree. So um, she had that going for her and knew that she would have those skills needed to get it on into the market. Was it also a, a matter of, okay, so, so let's take Seasational as an example. I want to put stuff on seats in a, in an arena. Before I even develop the product, I should probably get contacts with people in arenas and yes. go, is this even conceivable or is right. there some law that I yes, can't? Yes, exactly. Well, and I, one thing I think they did really well is they thought ahead with their brand to what it would be eventually, you know, the, the, the growth that they would have, but they didn't jump into those things. So yeah. a new thing they have is a, is an airplane seat cover and it's called okay. a seat sitter. And so the, the, you cover your seat in it. So if you don't want to lay in God knows what, you know, that was on the plane before you. You can put it on your seat and your kids can lay down and be comfortable or you can. Oh, nice. Uh, but they thought they thought of that a long time ago, but they didn't jump in and just launch everything at once. They made sure that they had a solid company before they launched the second product. I like it. I like it. So as we continue to move forward mm -hmm. in future episodes today, we just wanted to focus on what are the very first things to do. So the very first thing anyone can do is spend as much time as possible thinking about yes. every conceivable thing they can think yeah, about. Yeah, and all the negatives, you know, yeah. really kind of break down your product the way an investor would or um, a critic would. Go right. ahead and, and, and look at it and say, these are all the things that are wrong with this and why it won't work. Don't look at all the positives because you're going to do that with something you love. Well, and here's where I'm going to jump into uh, your history with Shark Tank. I mean, what, anybody who watches the show mm -hmm. that you've been on and the shows that after the one you were on. Um, I think one of the things the sharks do is any good investor is going to go, let me give you the 10 things that could go terribly wrong right. with this. And what, what's your answer to that? And yeah. if you don't have an answer to it, then there might be more planning that needs to go into your business plan. Well, and that's the people I'm not willing to consult with. So I've met a lot of those people over the years that have reached out and they don't want to hear the critiques. They don't want to hear the negative. And you're, you're going, well, you're going to hear it when it hits the market and you will have wasted all this money you put into it. So you're a little bit smarter, you know, starting out critiquing your own product and perfecting it or maybe not doing it at all. I've probably had, you know, 200 product ideas and it will only take a conversation with my daughter literally in the car for us to kind of go through all the pros and cons. And then the next day, if I don't wake up thinking about it, I don't move forward with it. You know, it has to be something wow. that you're you're stuck on. You know, there's months you're thinking about this. Yes, yes, this could be this and it could turn into this. And 
if you're not sleeping and thinking about it in your dreams, then it's it's not a good idea, probably. I like it. So uh, so there ends our our first portion of the show and some fantastic information and. There will be more to follow in, yes. in shows ahead, right, Tiffany? Yes. Um, so we want to transition here um, because we are uh, we are blessed and honored to have uh, with us uh, Jim Hollinsworth. Uh, Jim is with the Path Project, and so you know you've kind of talked about launching. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things we've done is is we're a community of business owners. We're a community of people who want to listen, learn, and launch. Whether it's a, a product launch or another business adventure, and business people who want to give back to the community. Right. And today we're going to focus on someone who's been giving back to the community and partnering with schools and partnering with uh, businesses, churches, and other other groups as well. So Jim is with the Path Project. Uh, so um, Jim, uh, rather than me stumble and bumble over what the Path Project is, we got you here. So tell us what the Path Project is all about. Sure thing. Hey, I'm excited to be here. I appreciate y'all having me. The Path Project is we are a, a local nonprofit based here in Gwinnett County. We, we got started here about six or seven years ago. And we operate community centers in mobile home park communities. And so we, our model is to go into a community, build relationships with the families and the kids that live there, also with local schools, local churches, local businesses, in order to come together around the idea of helping the kids growing up in these neighborhoods, graduate from high school and find a plan for their future. Mm. So that's what we do in a nutshell. Uh, yeah. We've got, we've started in one neighborhood here in Gwinnett. We now are, have expanded to seven uh, different mobile home communities here locally. Wow. And when you say in, you are inside of, I mean, you're in a building right there. Yeah, correct. Great question. So we, we literally go inside the community. We set up a brick and mortar community center that all the kids in the community can walk to. And that was kind of our philosophy from the beginning was, hey, what does it look like for us to do this? Transportation is always a challenge. So let's just say, let's make it where all the kids can walk there. So literally the kids will get off the bus with their backpacks and walk to our community center in the afternoons. So at at these seven community centers and then others uh, as you move forward, because we're going to talk about that, Mm -hmm. how do you start? What do you need minimum uh, what have you needed minimum? Because uh, obviously the first mm-hmm. thing you need is permission from the mobile home park. But kind of talk through what does it take to set one of these up? Great question. So for us, it's been years of trying to develop exactly what we need. And it's taken us mm-hmm. you know, five or six years mm-hmm. to really get there. But now we know the things that are you know, key elements. For us, it's obviously, yes, partnership from the owners of the community, them being welcoming and saying, hey, we want you guys to be here. Is uh, that one of your biggest challenges? It what. It, it, it was in the beginning. We now have a great relationship with a couple of really large mobile home companies mm. that operate multiple communities across the Southeast. And, mm. and they've kind of said, hey, we want to expand with you. And so that's what we're working on right now is this model of expansion with them. It was hard at the beginning because it didn't exist anywhere, probably. Right, right correct. So and the, now we're talking about yeah. launching again. Correct. And, and no one knew us. So right. we, we just showed up one day in this neighborhood. <laughs> hey, and everybody can said, we use some... Uh, exactly. Yeah, we said, Wait, who are these people? You right. know, sometimes there are folks that show up in a community like this and don't necessarily have the best yes. intentions. And so it took a little while for us to build that trust. So that's a, that's a key factor for us. But obviously, a big one is the kids who live there. They're there has to be a buy-in from them and their families. Um, a lot of the families that we serve are first or second generation Latino immigrant families. And so education is something that when we talk to moms, it's a really, really high value. They just don't always uh, you know, have the mm. capacity to the navigate tools. our school system because of the language barrier, because of the different cultures. And mm. so that's what we, we, we really, that's like the first thing that we do is we talk to those families to see, hey, what are the needs 
in the community, what can we do? And we, when we always, you know, circle back to education is like the, the thing that, that parents want to see. So, so those two things, partnerships. Speaking of education, I read online that you have a teacher that comes in and actually works with them after school. That's right. So, so is that at every single? It is. It, 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 our, 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 our philosophy has been, hey, we're going we're gonna to raise funds to hire a full-time or part-time staff teacher wow. who can run the programs in that community. So that mm-hmm. person, their, their responsibility is to, is to you know, oversee all of our programs ranging from preschool programs to after-school literacy, mentoring, soccer. They coordinate with local churches and businesses for volunteers. Oh, that's what we, I was going to ask. Yeah, you. we okay. can't do what we do without right. volunteers. So it's a huge part of what we do. So that person is responsible. Hey, hey, wow. we're going to set a volunteer schedule. We're going to bring folks in. So that's a. Is a, that typically a teacher that works in a school nearby, and so she comes over and does that, or most that of our her job? most of our staff have experience in schools in the past, but they've kind of transitioned okay. and have come to work for us oh, full time. Wow. So some of our teachers are full time, and it's a. You know, full-time gig mm-hmm. and we you know pay them what a teacher would make and, oh, and so it's wonderful. been a, it's been a really really cool thing so it's a nice partnership of the business community in the mobile home parks uh it's a it's a partnership of um with nonprofits and churches and other organizations in the area who are looking to do those things but instead of doing those services at their location go to where the people are i love that you hire uh there's a professional who's mm-hmm. gone through the check and the background and all that kind of stuff to uh then provide the services there um, so let me ask this question in turn. So obviously there's educational services, there's after school and, and, and tutoring. Are there any other things beyond, uh, in, in, and maybe it's constrained by where you are and what you have available on, on location, but what are some of the other services that might be offered beyond just tutoring? Great question. So our, I mean, our, our vision, our goal for, for all the kids in these neighborhoods is to grow up, graduate high school, but, but, but even past that to become, you know, productive citizens mm-hmm. in our community. So we do a lot of you know, mentoring and, and, and relationship-based stuff, especially with teenagers. So thinking about college, thinking about careers, this is where our partnerships with local businesses really comes in because we want to expose these kids to yeah. a variety of, of opportunities and careers. And so we take trips where we bring the kids to different local businesses to let them see. A lot of the kids we work with, they don't have a whole lot of experience seeing a, you know, a vast multitude of different opportunities. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, hmm. so we want to, you know, pr- you know, take them out of their community mm-hmm. into different places, you know, college visits, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So especially as kids get older, we do a lot mm-hmm. of that. Guest speakers coming in to talk about, you know, financial literacy and, and different things just to really, really cr- help, help these kids grow up mm-hmm. and be the kind of people that we know that they can be. Do you do any training with the parents because they might not have the skills that they need? Do you actually work with them one-on-one? Or? We do. One of the biggest things that we do with a lot of the moms who, who live in these communities is that we provide literacy and uh, language programs to, to, to help them take the next step at home with their right. kids. So one of the biggest things with all children in terms of their ability to succeed academically is their ability to read at an early age. Mm. And a lot of that connects to reading at home, even Mm -hmm. from the time you're born till you're even before you start school uh, engagement with parents. And so a lot of things that we do is we, we, we we do mommy and me programs where we, we teach methods that moms can use, you know, singing songs, reading books, telling stories, multiple languages, or we actually, we, we do English yeah. and Spanish a little okay. bit. Uh, cool. we've, we've, the research shows that it, it doesn't really matter what language it is as long yeah. as there's that, that brain yeah. development and language that happens at home. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, just want to remind our listeners that you are listening to the Tiffany Crewman Show. Uh, we are speaking with Jim Hollinsworth from The Path Project. And 
We have been enjoying a wonderful lunch from Ellen Contro, delivered by choices to you.com. Um, so, Jim, let me ask this question. Um, you, you've talked about uh, a little bit about kind of how it might have been a struggle at the beginning, especially because nobody else was doing it and, and the motives behind it and all that. And But you've got a model now. Uh, you, you've kind of got the model in place six here uh, in the in the Gwinnett County area. Um, so I'm assuming that this is not just six and we're done. This is something you want to repeat, um, like a good business owner would want to continue to repeat the process. So, so what's the growth process from here? What's the vision? How far do you want to stretch? Um, and and what what are the challenges that you're facing in, in taking those steps? Great question. So for us, when we started, we never had a whole lot of vision of hey, we're we're going to do this in multiple sites. We started in one. I was a pastor. My wife was a teacher. So we had no entrepreneurial experience and had to, had to launch and start new things. So we just, we literally kind of fell into this relationship with one family in one neighborhood, thought we would, hey, this is what we'll do forever. It was actually. <laughs> so you were swimming in the right. deep end of the pool going, I'm just trying to take a breath. Right, right, right. Exactly. These are the best though. These are always right. the best. The right. ones that are proven. Exactly. Know, and we made a lot of mistakes there at the beginning, but really it was the, it was the, the for-profit mobile home management company that approached us and said, oh. We love what you guys are doing. Can you guys bring this to some of our other communities? And we, being really naive, we said, sure, it sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I want to clarify this because I think this is important. You started with just, hey, we just want to touch this one community mm. near where we're ministering. That might have been a little bit of the reason they were wary at first. Maybe your presentation skills weren't the best. Sorry, you are a pastor, but you know, I'm great at three, illustra- or three points in an illustration, right. but not necessarily <laughs> at, a, at an entrepreneurial thing. But once you proved yourself, then all of us, I, I love the fact that the, the concept of growth mm-hmm. came from the business owner yeah. going, hey, hey, this would be great at the other locations. So that's how the vision started that's, of going to multiple places. That's exactly right. Once they saw what we did and we kind of built that trust relationship mm-hmm. with them, they kind of gave us that vision. So we started saying, okay, what, what would it look like for us to do this? And it's literally taken us, you know, trial and error. We, we immediately kind of expanded into two or three other neighborhoods. And, and did not have a good plan in place to yeah. do that. So we were just kind of... Maybe you took on too much. Correct. Too involved in their families, too involved in the wrong places. Well, just or, and just not having what you guys were talking about, not having a plan of how to right. do this, how to scale. Well, and there's no book. That's the hard well, part for entrepreneurs. And you're an entrepreneur now. I mean, well, you just kind of dive in and figure it out as you go. And one of the things I was going to... I was going to go back to the, the conversation, Tiffany, you and I had here at the beginning of the show. When it comes to launching a product... There's you, you are stressing, man, put as much thought into it, as oh, much planning, yeah. <laughs> as much order, because it's a product. Right. Jim is working with people. Yeah. Sometimes you can't wait. That's right. Because every day you wait, especially at risk, you know, Such a, a at point. risk teenagers, sometimes you have to get your hands dirty. And mm-hmm. you said trial and error. None of the errors cost anyone their life. Right. right. Um, it right. might have been. <laughs> Boy, I really shouldn't have said that. Boy, that was or a dumb hundreds event. hundreds of to, thousands of dollars. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's another thing. So, so sometimes, and so I love this. Again, listen, learn, and launch. Sometimes the launch, when it comes mm-hmm. to people, when it comes to charity, you it's can, the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Paralysis of analysis. Sometimes you got to just get in there and just make sure mm-hmm. the mistakes you make aren't catastrophic, right? Would That's that right. be a fair? <laughs> That's right. And, and, and for us, those mistakes have been helpful. We've yes. learned right. so much from them, which is it's not, it's nothing we would trade on how to do it, yeah. but we knew that we had to get a better model in place. And I would imagine as you expand, of course, you've got to get the relationship first with the mobile home park. But then I think probably would it, would you argue that the second most important thing is that person who's going to be the key center mm-hmm. paid employee who's, who's, who's got to have the buy-in, who's got to have the entrepreneurial spirit, who's got to have the passion, mm-hmm. going back to Tiffany's point. Is that the next most important thing? That, that's right. 
that that's a huge one. There's really three big ones. The, the, the mobile home park ownership company, the person to lead and just be the champion in that specific community, and then a relationship with a local church or a local uh, entity that can really come alongside us and provide mm-hmm. you know volunteer mm-hmm. support and community engagement and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, because you can't do it all. Right. 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 What would you say has been your biggest victory? Oh, awesome. This is an easy one. So yeah. for us, we love um, our, our the challenge we saw in the beginning was that the majority of the students in these communities were not graduating from high school. Uh, many of the kids mm-hmm. that we met, we'd, we'd ask them and say, hey, you know, why are your older brothers and sisters not in school? And mm-hmm. they'd say, you know, variety of factors, but and they, just, they just didn't finish. And so that was the challenge that we saw. That was what we said, hey, we're going to focus on this issue. We're going to address this. These folks are neighbors. We love them. Right. And, and, and we're going we're gonna to help them with this. And so six years ago, we started, there was a group of sixth grade students that we, we met in the first neighborhood where we got started. And, and we just, I mean, we, we didn't know what we were doing at the time, yeah. but, but we just, we began walking alongside them and their families. And so we were able to walk with them for six years. And then last May, uh, this group of sixth graders who are now, you know, recent high school graduates, they were high school seniors. So Last cool. year, they graduated seven of wow. them in this first neighborhood. So six of the seven were the first in their family to graduate high school. Wow. So it's a huge, huge victory for us. It's we so were able good to see for that. listeners to hear that because I think sometimes we forget that that's even happening. I mean, I didn't even have a choice but to graduate high school. I didn't even think that way. So I can't imagine, you know, it being such a high right. percentage and so that's, of people. And that's what we try to communicate to folks is for me, mm-hmm. for my wife, I mean, it was the norm. Like we were going to graduate high yeah. school. We didn't know any different. Well, the, the norm in these communities is the opposite. Yeah. The normal thing to do is to not graduate. So if we could kind of shift that culture, which is what we try to do. So that's seeing those graduates has shifted the culture mm-hmm. in the neighborhood where the younger kids are now like, hey, it's cool to graduate. Right. It's cool to go to college. Now, do those kids come back and mentor the children below them? Is that now that you actually have those kids? Because you're just now six years later having your first graduates, your first proof that everything you've done. Was That's good. right. That's right. So that first group, we were able to you know, corral several of them back in this past summer. So four of the seven served with us as interns in the summer. Oh, and helped with great. our summer programs, invested time in the younger kids. A couple of them are still involved. One of them is coaching soccer teams that we do for younger kids in the community. I lo- six might sound like such a small number, but I have head to toe chills thinking about six children that their whole life has just changed well, because of this group. And the other thing that's happened now is you talked about when you started, it was about getting credibility. There's a whole nother level of credibility yeah. when somebody who lived in that community and still has a passion and love for the That's people right. of that community because it's a community. That's right. And now they're coming back. It's not your voice of mm-hmm. whether we want to admit it or not. You're an outsider. Right. Mm-hmm. You're an outsider who's trying That's to right. get in and want to be part of it. But you will always be an outsider. Mm-hmm. The person who grew up there who comes back has so much more credibility and that's not right or wrong. It's just fact. And we want to embrace that yes. because we know that we have not walked in the shoes Absolutely. of these kids, but the kids now that have that's graduated true. have, yes. they can go back to these kids and say, Hey, guess what? I was just like you. Yeah. I was in the same exact spot as you. And guess what? I did it and you can do it too. And it's, and it's investing in, in these kids. It's giving them opportunities. It's, it's saying you can do it. And then it's, it's being their champion and their, uh, you know, and their advocate and all that, man, I, I'm getting chills like I you today. Um, so, so let me kind of go back to the question. Cause, uh, you have the six locations here and I believe there's one in Tennessee. That's correct. correct? Yep. Okay. So, um, 
are you know do you see this for now expanding more kind of around the southeast is it just a matter of getting the word out and getting connected with the right mobile home parks we do so we've kind of developed this vision over the last six months we've really been able to hash this together this expansion model of exactly what we need to scale what we're already doing and so we developed a really good relationship with uh, this company that we started with six years ago. Can that, you mention them? Or yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Their names. Uh, so there's two really. One is called Riverstone Communities. Okay. They're a property management company based in Michigan. Okay. They operate nearly a hundred mobile home communities around the U.S., predominantly in the Southeast. Then the other that we've just—it's a newer relationship, but but really, really great folks at a company called Yes Communities. Okay. And they own um, you know a couple hundred mobile home parks around the country. So both these companies have kind of said, "Hey, we like your model." They have a a heart for the kids that grow up in their neighborhood. They're just, they don't necessarily are trained and have the expertise of how to do the work that we do. So right. they, they could, they just want to partner with us, come alongside and say, Hey, so what can we do next? Do they, you have to get the right approvals for buildings or what? what yeah. Do you so do? on their end, they're kind of saying we're ready. We're ready to go and start a hundred for us. It's, okay. it's a little bit more deliberate of, right. we need to find you know, two big things. We need to find in, in the geographic areas where these mobile home parks are located. We need to find a local church or a local business or school or someone that would just really embrace it and help us build those local connections. Mm -hmm. And then it's the startup funding for us. So we need to find initial funding for those first couple of years in order to hire teacher, a teacher, trailer, yep, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And so that we can, and then what we do beyond that is we, we raise funds locally. So after those first couple of years of startup funding, our goal is to build a local funding base of individuals and churches who live in that community. Is the community center usually a, a trailer itself or is it bigger? It is. So most of the neighborhoods, six of the seven we work in, it's a it's it's a either a renovated mobile home mm -hmm. itself or we bring in a classroom trailer like a school trailer mm -hmm. and put it in the neighborhood. Is that a difficult part for you finding that or is that something? That's that the easy part. Okay. Yeah, that's actually okay. the easy part. The easy part is is finding that space. It's it's not an expensive model, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. with, with what we do. I mean, Doesn't we're paying, like you know, some some basic, you know, monthly expenses on, you know, utilities mm -hmm. and and, and uh, but 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 the companies we work with provide free rent for us. So we don't oh. charge, I mean, you know, they don't charge us to be able to do that, which is really, really a, a cool thing for us. Mm -hmm. and so then we're looking at just raising the funds for to pay that teacher, which we think is the most valuable thing that we have is to have that person in there every day, mm -hmm. all the time, investing mm -hmm. in those relationships. And when you say all the time, I mean, is that nine to five type thing? So it, it depends on the community for us. So it's, mm -hmm. so it's a, a, a full-time community where we have programs ranging from preschool to high school kids. Yeah, it's, it's, it's four or five days a week of programs wow. in the mornings for younger kids who are preschool age and moms. And then when the older kids get home from school, it's after school programs, literacy programs, soccer, mentoring. And one evening. person, one teacher is running all of that. One teacher. Usually we have a part-time, you know, an hourly assistant that we pay to work alongside her, but then a team of, you know, five, volunteers. seven, 10 volunteers yep. every day. Is it easy for, do you have a way on your website for volunteers to sign up for a community near them? So that great question. Yes, them. we do. We, we, we do. We're, we are rebuilding our website right now. We actually just had a meeting this morning, which was so productive um, because that's our goal is to really, really get an easy streamlined mm -hmm. place where folks geographically, whether they're, you know, we have a site in Buford, Sugar Hill, Snellville, right. Stone Mountain, Loganville, um, can can I go somewhere and volunteer right for an in hour, my community for four hours? Exactly. Or whatever, so we have online volunteer forums. Folks can go on there and sign are up. you able to vet them? I mean, you can we do. It. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, we cool. do it's because we work That's with good. children. So we do background yeah. checks uh, oh. across the board for all volunteers. And yes, yeah, so we got a pr pretty good process. Man, you guys are having fun over there. I, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I'm sorry, trying, David. No, don't <laughs> apologize. Don't apologize for asking great questions. <laughs> and certainly, and you didn't apologize, but don't apologize for giving great answers. Here's what I was going to ask. Um, What's your wish list? Because we've talked about expansion. You've talked about, I don't want to go too fast. 
you, you've talked about, you've certainly learned from your mistakes and you've enjoyed the victories along the way. Kind of give us and give our listeners kind of the wish list for the path project of the next few years, because I, I could probably start it by saying, you know, seed money, you need seed money when you start different locations, then you need kind of, you know, the volunteer. So I'm going to stop because I couldn't answer this question as well as you can. What's the wish list for the path project of, of all the different ways that people can help? That's a great question. So for us, it is, it's, it's really first and foremost, if folks are interested, they could contact us and say, Hey, is there a mobile home park that's owned by one of these companies in our community? And we look at the geography, look at the map. There are, there are a lot of them across suburban Atlanta, across large cities in the Southeast. So chances are there's going to be one you know, decently close mm -hmm. to where someone is. Then we look at, hey, do you have a connection in that community with a local church? Like that would, if, if we can bridge and build connections with local churches mm -hmm. in geographic areas where, the, where Riverstone or Yes Communities already owns mm -hmm. a community, then that's all, we're almost there. Like you've, we're you've almost got ready. A part, and the reason you mentioned churches, first and foremost, is they're already looking to get involved in yeah. communities. If they're right. in that community, it's a natural handshake. That's it's right. It's a natural exactly. partnership. Exactly. That's right. right. That's right. So when those two things come together, for us, it's then, okay, we're, we're going to raise some, some you know, initial seed money mm -hmm. to be able to start and launch and operate for one year, two years while we build that local funding base. And then when those things are in place, I mean, we're ready. I mean, everything yeah. else becomes ancillary. The, a relationship with a school becomes ancillary. Right. A relationship with a business. Right. And by the way, I'll, I'll throw one on your wish list. You didn't say this, but I'll say it. If there are business owners listening who are looking for ways to get connected in their community and they're mm -hmm. saying, what can I get passionate about? You know, Tiffany's, Tiffany's passionate about um, childhood cancer and about childhood issues. You know, everybody's got their own passions. If a business is, is passionate about community development, what a great opportunity to partner with you guys, provide the seed money or provide mentorships or provide jobs, you know, yes. or, or internships for students. I mean, mm. there are so many different right. ways that business. Right. So I just added some of your wish list. No, I hope that's, that's, okay. that's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> what is your connection with GCC? How much do you work with them? Great, uh, great. Um, Gwinnett Community College. For yes, those people I'm sorry. Listening. George, okay. Yeah, George Gwinnett College. Yeah. Yep. So we, yeah, we have developed. <laughs> so four of our students are there who graduated last May. So we've been able to develop a really good relationship there. We want to kind of bridge that relationship even more with the kids that are growing up in our communities. GGC is such a great option for kids mm -hmm. growing up here in Atlanta yes. who are coming from, from homes where they may not be able to afford to go, go away to college right. or pay room and board at college. So they can live at home. They can go to school. The, the faculty, my wife and I actually had, had dinner a couple nights ago with the dean of the liberal arts college who is just really embracing the model of what we do. said, hey, how can I help you? I mean, he, he literally. Do you think they're going to give any sponsor, or, um, scholarships to so That's actually a great question. We haven't even talked about that I yet. Think that That's would a great be, question. I love, uh, there's a professor over there, Professor Anservitz. Do okay. you know him? By I don't. Chance? Okay. He does the marketing class there and he's okay. unbelievable. We did a, a project together for my product, Ava the Elephant, and his students were unbelievable and so enthusiastic and maybe he can get involved in some way and, and That'd help, be great. help with That'd be that. That'd be great. It's such a great option for our kids. So you shouted out to a professor. Apparently yeah. I shouted out to Gwinnett Community <laughs> College. <laughs> they did Who's not involved name. yet. So they know, well, there, oh. there is that Gwinnett Community oh, as well. They need okay. to get involved as well. So Georgia Gwinnett, Gwinnett Community. There you hey, go. there we go. We're, we're expanding the list. Um, so um, let me ask you a little bit of a tough question. I'm sorry. Sure. But go back to the mistakes a little bit. Um, because we do celebrate the victories, but we also learn from our mistakes. Mm -hmm. So is, is there a particular mistake you can think of uh, that you can share on the air. <laughs> I think we learn more from our mistakes. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, I absolutely. The biggest one that jumps out for us is that when 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 Riverstone Communities came to us and said, "Hey, we want you guys to launch with us in multiple neighborhoods," we just kind of said, "Sure." 
And, and you know, going back to what you guys were saying at the beginning of uh, of the show, we did not think through everything. Neither at the did beginning. I. Yeah. <laughs> we did not put stuff on paper and right. said, "This is what we need to do." It. We we kind of just did it, and so we we made some big mistakes, and we kind of stretched ourselves too thin there mm-hmm. for a couple years. Of we, we were seeing great stuff happen, like it was ministry. We're like, okay, like we're 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 seeing lives you know impacted, so we don't want to mm-hmm. slow down, mm-hmm. but we we should have said, "Hey, let's let's." Let's think about this idea from every angle. Planned it like a business. Exactly, exactly. An and, and, and that's something that we would say to anybody with an idea, especially in the nonprofit industry. We talk to a ton of nonprofits that don't necessarily start off and run their organization the way that a business mm-hmm. would. But we've learned like the business principles, the strategic plans, all the things that you can put in place are, are crucial to any organization, yes. regardless of what sector they're in. And like th- that's our biggest thing that we've learned now. Having it now, it makes it easy for us to think about expanding because anytime a situation comes up, we can go back to that yeah. model, go back to that strategic plan and say, yep, everything fits, so we're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't think about that with nonprofits. They just assume it's going to be a, a heartfelt right, you know, thing right. and they don't realize you're still going to be running a business, except for you're not going to make any money probably in That's the right. beginning, right. so it's going to be even harder, right? And just to be clear, because we've kind of talked about how you're running it like a business, um, the PATH Project is a nonprofit. That correct? is correct, yes. Okay, so it is a 501c3. Now, nonprofit, what I was going to say is nonprofit doesn't mean that you can't run it well. Yeah. That's right. And, That's and right. you can't run it effectively for the for the monies that you have, So, which you are doing because you're utilizing the space there and all that kind of stuff. So, um, man, I, we've run the gamut. Yeah, <laughs> you've done something that has not happened, and I can't remember how long. I think Tiffany and I are out of questions because <laughs> well, you you covered everything. So <laughs> let me, uh, I, I guess, let me just uh, uh, Tiffany. If you have nothing else to ask, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Jim the floor one more time. And and what I would like to just offer you the opportunity to do is um, tell people where the website is, how to get in touch with you. Just you know, the floor is yours. To, yep, yep. For volunteers, for business owners who want to uh, uh, put put money back into the community for churches who want to partner for other mobile home parks mm-hmm. who say, Oh, that, that, that investing back into the lives of our residents is a good thing. And I think, I, I mean, nine out of 10, mobile, yeah, they're all going to recognize that they've seen the value mm-hmm. of what you're doing. So how do people partner and get in touch with the path? Project? That's a great question. So we, we, we try to have several different ways that folks can do that. We have a website, pathproject.org. Pretty easy to find it. You can find our contact info. You can find volunteer opportunities. Yeah, so I mean, specifically for business leaders that are that are listening and, and saying, okay, I would love to do something. I don't have a ton of time. Love to do something. Reach out to us. We can we you know partnerships with bringing kids to visit, doing career trips, being a guest speaker to talk about your industry is a is a really really huge thing for us. Being a mentor, one hour a week, just to sit down with one of I our students it. and talk to them. I'll so, sign up. I'm definitely going to volunteer. I, so I said that to Jim before the show. If he yeah, needs someone to come in absolutely. and do some teaching, I'd, I'd love to help any yeah. way that I can. Yeah. So pathproject.org is a great way. Our Facebook page, um, you can just search the Path Project on Facebook. My email is just jim at path-project.org. Folks can reach out to me directly. I'm happy to connect uh, folks with each of our geographic locations. So we would love it. Is we appreciate the website it. Path Dash project as well. It's both oh, okay. path dash okay. project, pathproject.org. Gotcha. We've got all the domain all names. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Cool. People can also get to Path Project through listening to this show and listening to the link of this show. There'll be a link up there. Tiffany, we, you and I were both listening and, and you and I both learned a lot. Again, I wish you would find people um, who are passionate like you yeah. are for business. You know, <laughs> I, I just I didn't really hear a lot of passion coming yeah. from Jim. Um, 
what what did you like that you heard? What what uh, oh, what did you everything. learn today? Uh, yeah, I know. pick one. No, come on. I I'm think make my favorite is that there is a teacher in there working with them. It's yeah. not just a community center where they can come in and ask a few questions. There's somebody that really dives in and spends time with these kids. I think it's so valuable. Uh, for me, uh, even though you didn't ask me, I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> what about you, Stephen? Oh, thank you, Tiffany. I, I love, uh, I, have a, I have a dear friend who goes back a long time uh, to our days in, in youth ministry, and he's doing something on an international scale that you're doing here, which is the partnership of nonprofit and business, the partnership of, of communities and, and churches and, and business, um, because each one of those entities brings a certain specialty mm -hmm. to uh, getting involved in the life and in a community. And we are a community here at the Tiffany Crewman Show. So, Jim, thank you so much for sharing your story of, of what you're doing in communities. And uh, Tiffany and I want to be a part of that. I know there will be other listeners who listen to this show that want to be a part of that. So thank you for being here and thank you for sharing yes, your story. Thank you, Jim. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, to wrap up, one, uh, one last little piece of business, Tiffany, before we go. Um, uh, when we usually leave, uh, we definitely give a shout out, and I'm doing that now to to Z and and to Mike for producing the show. But one other little shout out that I want to give is Yay, to uh, a baby, yeah, Trey Odom uh, and his wife uh, Jennifer <laughs> are going through that process right now, uh, and it is just the beginning. So all of us in here who are parents are nodding knowingly. Yeah. Having and, had two children without an epidural, I'm feeling for her right now. And, and sympathy and, pains. And for the men in the room, we're just kind of smiling and going, Trey, <laughs> just not. it's just beginning, man. So uh, so shout out to Trey. But again, also shout out to Z and to Mike uh, and to my uh, wonderful co-host, Tiffany. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. Uh, and to our community out there, uh, we just want to challenge you to continue to listen, to continue to learn. And we want to be with you as you launch your adventure, no matter what that is, whether it's business, uh, nonprofit or whatever. So for Tiffany, this is Stephen Julian saying we'll see you next week on the Tiffany Crewman Show.